Ah, San Francisco. The smell of the sea, the sound of the trolleys, the tour of the extraordinary. It's avarice, abductions, and Alcatraz as we return to the city so original they nicknamed it The City. When last we saw our heroes, silent movie star Randolph Moon and Detective P.J. Dunlap, they were traveling back to Los Angeles in the company of the Worldwide Federation of Wrestling, consisting of the unusual trio of Canadian wrestler Wendy Go, circus strongman Rod Steveson, and reformed ninja killing machine Shinobu Fujiwara. Kunoichi! Sorry, Kunoichi. We take you now to the Kizar Stadium in Golden Gate Park, where an unusual road crew made up of a dozen Japanese women are unloading the company bus. All right, girls. Show goes up at 7, so let's hustle. If we have time, we can go visit the tea garden. I hear it's... Wait, can any of you understand what I'm saying? They do not speak English very well, Radson. Great. So I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> yes, like always. Fine, girl. You're in charge of the loading. If it's uh, all right with you gentlemen and ladies, I'm going to go for a stroll around the city. I haven't been here since we freed the unknown from Alcatraz. What did you just say? What? Oh, that may not have been entirely legal, now that I think about it. You're lucky I'm off duty. You say that a lot. Are you ever on duty? Yeah, starting now. And if it's all right with you, Randy, I'm going to tag along. Just be back for the show, eh? We're sold out. Can you believe it? No, actually. I know, right? Neither can we. See you then. Poor Wendigo. I never thought I'd meet someone who's actually too nice. Yeah, he's great. Did he tell you how I saved him from the Mexican army in L.A.? You mean how you sent that explorer and detective Sullivan to save him? I've heard it both ways. I sure hope Sullivan's all right. What? Just because he got in a fistfight with the Canadian Border Patrol? It's Canada. They'll probably just put him in a penalty box for a few days and then send him back into the game. Yeah, I guess so. Wait a second. Hey, you care about Sullivan. Uh, of course I do. He's a fellow officer. No, I mean, hold on. Is that why you went cold on me back in... Back the truck up, Nancy. Excuse me? You're deaf, pretty boy. You're with that wrestling group over there, aren't you? Yeah, what of it? Well, last we checked, you guys haven't paid on your fees. Something tells me you two aren't with the city. Sheba, we run the city. Actually, Larry, the boss runs the city. Not now, Harry. Your names are Harry and Larry? Wipe that smirk off your face, pal, before we do it for you. That's it. You palookas mess with the wrong people. I'll have you know I'm a police detective with the Los Angeles Police... <laughs> oh, really? That's rich. What does a skirt like you detect, honey? Where to find the cream and sugar for the real coppers? Nice one, Harry. Shut up. Here you go, pretty little policewoman. Detect this. Whoa! Hey, now. No need for guns. Just tell us how much you need, and we can put those things away, yes? Yeah? Moon? What? Little money and these guys go away. I can't believe you would just settle with- I can. What the- Harry! What happened to your neck? Oh! You killed them! Still working that brain, I see. Who the hell is this? Me? I'm the living embodiment of justice. The fist of righteousness that goes bump in the night. The boogeyman that crime bosses tell their henchmen about. I am the unknown that all men fear. And I see you still have an ego that gives mine a run for my money. The unknown? What are you doing, Polly? Placing this murderer under arrest, that's what. Seriously? After I saved your lives? 
Not to mention what a pain it was to free him last time. I mean, I had to learn baseball. An athletic sports activity? Me! Shut up! This scum has been wanted by the L.A. police for years. You aren't in L.A., lady. And the feds. Or did you forget? I never forget. And I never forgive. Good. Then you know where I'm coming from. Hands behind your head and turn around. No. I will shoot you. Go ahead. Fine. Hey! Moon! You made me miss! Ow! My gun! Sorry. I hope you don't mind if I borrow this. I left mine in L.A. You are both in serious trouble. Later. Right now I need your help. What? I'm not here for the scenic majesty of Golden Gate Park, Moon. And these thugs weren't just random muggers. I'm here to clean up a mess I, we, left behind. What are you talking about? Does the name Mad Myrtle Madigan mean anything to you? No, not really. (sighs) How about you? No? Well, it will soon. But first, we're going to whisk you away from the Baghdad by the Bay and check in on things closer to the actual Middle East. Somewhere in the Mediterranean, to be precise. Though we can't really get much more specific than that. On a man-made island floating in the open sea, a yacht has docked, carrying a special cargo. Explore extraordinaire Little Dicky Broughton. Though to his captures, he has mistakenly been confused for... Albert Einstein. What a pleasure it is to finally meet you, sir. What? Oh, I mean... Vas? You are still discombobulated from your journey, no doubt. I apologize for the rough treatment by my android. Yeah, well, it is an unusual way to travel. I hope the ride on the yacht was better. But for the lack of windows, yeah. Again, my apologies. The location of this island is, for now, a secret. Should anyone leave the island, their safety may be at risk by those seeking me out. I see. So this island does not exist on any map? Not yet. You see, Mr. Einstein, this island is entirely man-made. Impressive. I thought you'd think so. Come, let me drive you to your quarters and give you a quick tour of Hydro Base 4. Amazing. This car sounds... electrical? Correct, Professor. Like many things on Hydro Base, this was the product of the Council on Ideas. I beg your pardon, Mr... Oh, how rude of me. I am Adonis Stavros. The brains and money behind all of the world-changing wonders you will soon be a part of. By forced abduction, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid certain measures are necessary to preserve the secrecy of this island and the council. The world is not ready for the things we have and will accomplish here. Not yet. What do you accomplish here, exactly? The council on ideas has but one goal. To cogitate on the good of mankind until they produce one extraordinary moment of insight that could benefit the entire world. Modest goals? Ideas are very powerful, Albert. I can call you Albert, yes? Yeah, sure. The value of an idea itself can make ripples. These ripples often result in technological advances like this electric motor car. Or biological miracles such as... Dozens of half-naked oiled men? Yes, exactly. Oh, I see. You've spotted our athletes. Is that what they are? Surely you recognize Olympic athletes when you see them. Not like that watered-down version so popular nowadays. Oh, you mean... I am a purist, Albert. The only true Olympics were those held for over 500 years in ancient Greece. Accordingly, the tradition of oiled athletic nudity has also been preserved. How slightly homoerotic. 
<laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Look more closely at the contestants. Are they familiar? Well, they all look alike, yes, but... Oh, my God. That's right. They are me. More precisely, they are clones of myself. They have Adonis genes running through their veins. Their memories and personalities, of course, all their own. Impossible. That is a word you will soon learn to forget. They were created using the genetic research of the late Dr. Reinhild Affer. Really? The madman responsible for breeding live griffins? So I hear. He was always a very imaginative soul. You are lucky, you know, to have arrived right in the middle of our Olympic trials. Feel free to take in the games if you ever find yourself with downtime. So then I am not to be imprisoned? Oh, Albert! Do not think of your stay here as prison. The whole of Hydrobase is yours to roam. I just cannot leave the island, is that it? True. And why would you want to? You will spend your days here entirely absorbed in scientific debate with some of the greatest minds on the planet. As a matter of fact, your housemate is the famous super scientist, Dr. Heinrich von Kliegel. Oh, is that so? I know. Quite a coincidence, isn't it? How do you mean? Why, isn't that the reason you went to all of this trouble, Mr. Broughton? What? I'm no fool, sir. Your charade was effective enough to fool my agents, but not I, who have studied Einstein for years. Ah, so the jig is up then, eh? I'm afraid so. But do not worry, Mr. Broughton. You will... Mr. Broughton. <laughs> really? Trying to escape on foot? <laughs> I am sorry to have done that. The lightning gun is not a pleasant weapon, though it is humane. I question your definition of the word. Ah. Sir? Please take Mr. Broughton here to meet his new housemate, would you? Building 33. Yes, Master Stavros. What will you do with me? That, Mr. Broughton, will be today's topic of discussion for the Council. Don't worry, though. They are all scientists. And who is more compassionate than a scientist? And now it is time for our sponsors to share some compassion of their own. Oh, darling, it sure is romantic here on the beach. We used to come for walks all the time when we were younger, do you remember? I do. Of course, they wouldn't be very long walks because we'd, we'd stop about here and then, well, <laughs> you know. Darling, I... Yes? I'm having problems hoisting the mainsail. I don't think I really know what you mean, dear. The hatches may be ready to be battened down, dear, but there's no wind. I, I, I can hear it. There's no wind. In your sails? Yes. Hi there, folks. I believe what he's trying to say is he's dead in the water. His noodle's not al dente. There's no float left in his water wings. His little train couldn't. His Model A is a Model T for tired. His tent is missing that most important center pole. His little gopher's not popping out. His mic has no stand. His blimp is out of hydrogen. He has a bad case of erectile dysfunction, actually. Oh. Why, what's that, Mr. Smarty Pants? That means that he's having problems getting it up in the bedroom. Or on the beach, as it were. What do you mean by it? I mean his penis. Whoa, hey! That's what we have a radio commission for, friend. I'm Randolph Moon. I don't care what you think. I can say whatever I want. 
So why don't you try what my good friend Douglas Fairbanks always uses? Because he has lots of these issues. You should try Dr. Moonbeam's Concentrated Oyster Oil. I happen to have some right here, but you can pick some up later at your local Woolworths. Dr. Moonbeam's Concentrated Oyster Oil. Now with special flavors. From grape to cinnamon, honey, banana, and tuna. Look on the bright side, folks. Things can only get better from here. And now, back to the action in a secluded area of Golden Gate Park. Is that a bear? Koala, actually. Long story. Does that story include why he's wearing a matching red mask on his face? Let's just say the koala and I are working together. Wow. I hear prison can change a man, but not like this. Can the flippancy, Moon. This is serious. I'll have to take your word for it. Myrtle has always been my most devious arch-enemy. At least that's what he tells himself at night to keep the soul-crushing depression of reality at bay. Sounds like a winner. Not even close. I single-handedly destroyed his criminal empire, if you can call it that, years ago. So why do you need us to help you? Which, I might add, makes us accomplices to a wanted felon. Your laws do not apply to me. I serve only justice. You'll serve justice behind bars. Down, ladies. What is the problem, then? The problem, Moon, is that we left the man on an island filled with some of the worst criminals in this country. Right. Seems like a fitting place, though. Federal stockade and San Francisco Bay. Myrtle may be a failure at most everything, but one thing he excels at is organization. He could get a legion of war vets to have a sauerkraut cook-off if he wanted. And we left him with a pool of easily manipulated thugs looking for leadership. Oh. Yeah, oh. He escaped while I was away in Australia. The koala! What? Uh, Sorry, I I just figured out that... Nothing. Go on. Those palookas back at the stadium were working with this Myrtle character? Right. I'm sorry, but I've been in the department for nearly a decade, and I've never heard of him. Of course not. I beat him down before he could ever make a name for himself. Without me out there protecting the city, Los Angeles would be knee-deep in scum. Tough talk from a man who hides behind a mask. Sassy Sheba you got here, Moon. I'm not a Sheba. Whatever. Could you please get to your point before I regret letting you go free? Sure. Myrtle's planning something tonight, during your show. Like what? That's the problem. I don't know yet. Could be a bomb. Could be a mass poisoning with mustard gas. Never know with Myrtle. But it's guaranteed to be overly complicated and showy. You need us to find out what he's planning, is that right? Pretty much. With the size of his force and our history together... I wouldn't be able to get near the place. What should we do? We need to search the stadium before the show starts tonight. Look for people or things that don't fit in. I'm no detective. But I am. Come on, Randy. If this psychopath is right, we'd better get started. Unfortunately, he usually is. Let's go. Wait. You're gonna need backup. I thought you said you... Not me. Oh, no. The koala? Yes. (coughs) And his name is Barney. Albert? What are you doing here? Don't be thick, Doctor. It's I, little Dickie Broughton. No, no, no. That's impossible. Mr. Broughton died in a horrible explosion in Siberia, I'm afraid. Yes, about that. Did I ever tell you about the time I was in Siberia? 
A priceless artifact had been stolen by a mysterious Mongolian monastery, and we ventured forth to the site of a great meteorite explosion in Tatanka. Tunguska. Right. That! My Helio Chopper, which I dubbed the Air Bear, lost power and fell on top of... Mechorillas! Oh. Oh my, it is you! I'm well aware of that, yes. But how... I... Long story. Let's just assume from here on that if I am presumed dead, I'm most likely not. Perhaps then you wouldn't strand me in the middle of a Siberian wasteland, hmm? Point taken. Good. Now, if we could move on. You are not Albert Einstein. Yes, I think we just covered it. Hold on, who the hell is this? Oh, how rude of me. This curmudgeonly fellow is Ernst Ehrenbaum. (laughs) He studies the ocean. I am an oceanic zoologist. Oh, so you study fishies. Do not patronize me. I am a leading expert in animalist physiology and biology. Settle down, Jerry. I meant no harm. You insult my people while dressed in such a fashion. Look, it wasn't my idea. Vesper forced me to shave off me exquisite chops and impersonate Einstein. What? Why? To become bait, of course. Or chum, or whatever you fishy people want to call it. Ah, you wish to lure our host into capturing you. Well, I was hoping for a rather different outcome, actually, but yes, I suppose so. And where is Miss Kingsley? I wish I knew. Last I saw of her, she was being shoved into a car and driven off. Oh, that's too bad. So is this predicament. Is there no way off this island? Nine. We are in the deep sea, hundreds of miles from any land. And no boats to commandeer? Just the one that brings us supplies and new guests once a week. And that is heavily armed. For our safety. Wonderful. Trapped in the middle of the ocean, the captive of an egotistical Greek billionaire. I've had worse. Did I ever tell you? Yeah. It is not so bad. We get private bath with personal attendants. Oh, that does sound nice. Of able-bodied men. I'm sorry, what? All clones of Mr. Stavros himself. Of course. The food is better than anything I would ever eat in Germany. That is certain. Aye, sorry about that whole reparations bit, eh? Bah. I am in no rush to return to your world. Heinrich and I have spent the week in discussions that meld his expertise in android science with my own. Would you like some time alone, then? You seem to be disturbingly excited right now. You really must see what we've built. Built? Herr Stavros has made it so we want for nothing. We can make any of our dreams a reality. Come to the shop room here. My word, what on earth is that? This is Arian. A mechanized dolphin. Right. Why? Why? What do you think of when you think of dolphins, sir? Other than the prehensile... Yes, other than that. Ah, well, I suppose I think of, uh... um, Did you say Arion? Yeah. Like the Greek poet? Bingo. Who is rescued from the sea by a group of the beasties. Aye, so you plan to... Create pods of dolphins to patrol the sea, protecting them from sharks and saving them from downing, amongst other uses. Yes, of course. Or they will sink like a rock. Not once we get the rubber skin on tonight. Tomorrow, we test their ability to swim. Like so. Ah! Impressive, Nine. It's something. Aha! What was that? The alarm. It's time for tea. Excellent. In the sweat lodge. The what? Drop your trousers. The masseuse is coming. Let me guess. Another Adonis clone? Yes. I'll skip this one, thanks.
While the scholarly gentlemen sweat it out in the Mediterranean, Randolph Moon and P.J. Dunlap are sweating it out running through the Kizar Stadium. This is useless. We're no detectives. Speak for yourself. You know what I mean. Like, real detectives. You continue to make me regret ever saving you in Vancouver. It was either that or the end of the world, right? Yeah, I'm still not sure I made the right choice. Cute. Look, we've searched everywhere and found nothing. In about five minutes, the doors will open and thousands of people are going to fill those seats. Wait, not everywhere. Look at the koala. Barney. Whatever, just look. He's sniffing around the boxing ring? I can't believe we didn't think of the most obvious spot. Under the ring? Come on! It isn't even four feet high. They'd, they'd have to be a Latvian wonder dwarf to be hiding under there. Maybe not under the actual ring. Here, check around the floor. For what? A hatch or a... <coughs> a trap door. Well, I'll be. <laughs> Good boy. Help me pull this open, Moon. Oh, it's Moon again. No more Randy? <coughs> not now! There. You want to go in first, or should I? Depends. You think I might try to peek up your skirt? Right. I'll go first. <laughs> or, I suppose the koala will. Barney. Shh. Let's at least attempt to be sneaky. Oh, because the door didn't alert anyone. Really? I see a light down this tunnel. Follow my lead. Sure thing, partner. I really wish your friend hadn't taken my gun. I could really use it right about... Oh, no. What? Oh, that looks bad. He was right after all. It appears to be a bomb of some sort, directly under the ring. That would be very bad if it went off. Then let's disarm it. Not so fast, Moon. I don't have any experience with bombs. Well, I do. What? I played a member of the Army Ordnance Corps in the movie Turn on the Dark. About soldiers in the war are diffused explosives. To inhabit the role, I learned some techniques from a real live veteran. We don't have time for your play acting. Let's just get the unknown and come... What was that? Oh no. Look. There's a countdown. Stand back, Polly. I've got this. Moon, no! We've only got 14 seconds to defuse... I'm on it! Hand me your purse. Here. All right. These scissors are small enough to navigate the web of wires here. I can use this eyeliner to move them aside without... Aha! What? Standard red versus blue scenario. See there? Okay. So which is it? That's the eternal question, really. This is no time for philosophy, Moon. We only have three more seconds to... <gasps> you, you... You did it. The ticking stopped. Of course. You just snipped the wires. Bingo. <laughs> That's my line. Barney! I'm sorry, was that your koala? Who the hell are you? Name's Travis. I was sent down here to wait for you. Ugh, I'm starting to get sleepy. You're working for Myrtle Mardigan? Could say that, yeah. Busted me out of the rock, so I owe him a favor. And I suppose that was your bomb. Haha, <laughs> that? That wasn't real. Just a red herring to lure you here. What? Why? Boss has plans for you two. Gonna use you as bait to lure the big fish. The unknown. Bingo. Seems to be a little overly complicated way of taking hostages. What can I say? The boss is easily bored. Like me. Well, we're not going without a fight. I was hoping you'd say that. Maybe this won't be so boring after all. Randy! Don't worry, doll. I was trained by the best. Douglas Fairbanks himself. I thought you hated- Shh! I'm trying to intimidate my foe. Ow! Was that a rock? I'm the toughest street fighter in the city, Mac. 
I don't fight fair. That's it. Ha! Missed again. Ugh. Jackpot. You bastard. Don't tell no one I hit a girl. Bad for the reputation. Well done, Travers. Thank you, boss. Now, tie them up and let them dangle. Time to lure the big juicy fly into our carefully constructed web, yes? Sure thing. Soon, my old friend. Soon you shall have no choice but to face me. And mad, myrtle, madigan shall at last have vengeance against the mighty unknown. <laughs> it's so funny. Boss. I love revenge. What? You kind of creep me out, boss. That's the idea. What's that? Our tale is still not concluded. Instead, we have Randolph Moon and P.J. Dunlap captive at the hands of a mad supervillain, and little Dickie Broughton captive at the hands of a mad billionaire. Whatever will they do? Can the unknown rescue his friends before his arch-nemesis's plans come to fruition? Will little Dickie ever find a way off the mysterious Hedro Base 4? And just what is with that robot dolphin? Find out the answer to these questions and more when our tour finally returns to Los Angeles and reaches its long-awaited conclusion here on Tales of the Extraordinary! The Tour of the Extraordinary stars Chris Rickabar, Justina Sexton, Clay Robeson, and features the talented cue cards of Liz Wolf, and I am Michael T. Coleman. This tour would not have been possible without the aid of Samantha Mason, Lothar Tuppen, Rachel Bieber, Liz Moop, Marilyn Taylor, Shelby Grant, Kate Leahy, Robert Chapin, Brianna Aibi, Servitude the Series, check them out online, Stevie Morley, Jens Merrill, Joe DeVito, Ryan Stern, Brad Philman, Jason Zippe, the aforementioned Matt Yamashita, and the lovely Karen Brooks, all of whom have earned our gratitude of the extraordinary.